0: Welcome to Bring on the Mess, a show where we have real conversations about life's messiness. I'm Beth Ann Dorman, the CEO at For All Seasons. And I'm Lisa Lee, the Chief Clinical Officer here at For All Seasons. And today on our podcast, we are gonna talk about mental health of our aging population with our guest, Childlene Brooks. It's so good to have you with us. And Childlene is the manager of the Talbot County Senior Center, where she has been working with seniors for how many years? I've been there since
1: 2011.
0: Wow, 2011. So I'm going to read something that I found when I was doing some research for today's podcast. Mental health is becoming an increasingly important part of the public health mission for our senior population. According to the Center of Disease Control, approximately 20% of adults age 55 and over suffer from a mental health issue. Aging comes with many challenges, which may include the loss of independence, diminished physical ability, and social isolation. I thought it was an interesting piece of information because when we think about mental health and mental wellness, sometimes it might feel like our senior population is not in the conversation as much as they need to be.
1: They probably aren't because most of the focus is on the younger adults, younger people. Mm -hmm. And as we tend to get older... Forget about us. (laughs)
0: Yes! (laughs) Yes! Yeah, I mean, I I think that's really important, and that's a statement that we really don't necessarily pay attention to when we're thinking in large terms. So, let's start with, what does your organization do? Why does the Senior Center exist?
1: We exist. It's a place for seniors to come to socialize and to get out of the house Mm. because a lot of them live alone and it's the center is open to anyone 60 years of age or older.
0: So that's great. So what are some of the things that they come and do?
1: A lot of the guys come just to jibber jabber. (laughs) For lack of a
0: better term. I mean, you think
1: that women gossip, A lot of the guys come, they get in one of the rooms, and if you walk in there sometimes, there are nice conversations, but they they gossip, but but they're there together. But um, in addition to that, we have games, we have uh, arts and crafts, we have exercise, we have all kinds of things, speakers, um, musical performers. Yesterday we had a performance by a a young man that plays jazz. Mm. He plays Mm -hmm. jazz guitar. And one of our former co-workers, who is now working for another agency, sings, and she sang with them, and that that was very well received. Yeah, I mean, we have all kinds of stuff for them to do. Bus trips, in fact, they've gone, well, they should be back by now, but they went out Dutch lunch out. They do that once a month to various restaurants in the area. Some of them just got back from a trip to Alaska. But wow. last week or week before last, year.
0: I feel like I need to be a part of this. I year. I mean, <laughs> you can be a
1: part of the trips and stuff because anyone 21 years of age or older can go on our trips. Wow. Yeah. wow.
2: And I love the idea of mixing our generations because yeah. there's so much to learn. And I remember growing up, my uncle saying to me, make sure you talk to your great grandparents and your grandparents because there's beautiful stories. Mm-hmm. And I I love the example of the guys jibber-jabbering. I think (laughs) of my own father, to Uh, be honest with you. Mine as well. And like this beautiful connection that they get to have at the Senior Center. And before the podcast started, you told me this really lovely story Which feels like it coincides with what the Senior Center has been able to do or what's really important, not just at the Senior Center, but in general for seniors, which is the lady that you were telling me a little bit about.
1: Yes. This morning, I received a phone call from the emergency room at the hospital, Mm -hmm. and the nurse said there was a lady that was there. She had come in by ambulance. She was feeling dizzy. And she said when she walked into the room, the woman was just so happy to see her. And after some conversation, she found out that the lady lived alone. She had recently moved here from South Carolina. She had no family here. And she said all she did was just sit in the house, watch TV, walked around, looked at the walls, and said she needed to get out someplace, but she didn't know where to go. So the nurse from the hospital called me and asked me some questions. And I said, yes, we'd love to have her here. I think she said the lady was 86 years old. Wow. And, and, of course, I I always like to clarify with everyone that we are not adult daycare, because mm-hmm. some people think we're an adult daycare. We have people there to take care of people. But as long as she's active and has no dementia or anything, mm-hmm. we can certainly welcome her here. We will welcome her to come, you know, to be a part of our, our yeah. group. And luckily, the Tava County Government provided me with some funds to pay for bus passes for people. That's great. Uh, yeah, but that, 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 I've got a lot of people on that list. I'm almost out of well, right. <laughs> yeah. but uh, at least I had enough money so that I could offer to pay for a bus pass for her. So, and she said when she went back and told her, said you, you know she just glowed. She was just so happy that she, now she has something to look forward to.
0: And I would imagine that's so important because there's a couple things that you touched on that are things that I think are important for our listeners to hear, the loneliness component. Mm -hmm. And then also, we live in a rural area, and so transportation transportation is... a I don't care what sector you're in, transportation becomes a barrier to anyone receiving services, but especially if you think about as folks age, maybe at 86 she's not driving anymore. Mm -hmm. And so what a gift that you're able to provide by saying, yes, we can have you come and enjoy life. And we can also help to get you here.
1: Yeah, yes. It, it is a big barrier uh, for a lot of people in the county mm-hmm. just to get to doctor's appointments and to the pharmacy, grocery store, mm-hmm. anywhere. Yeah. Because she could, like I told her, that she could use that pass for more than just coming to the center. So. That's
0: fantastic. That is yeah. fantastic. So some of the stuff that you were also talking about is about connection, and it sounds very similar to the stuff that we talk about when it comes to mental health, needs of our children and our families, but there's this connectedness. I'm going to keep going back to the men jibber-jabbering because I know that for my own family, my parents are in their 70s, and my father, I call him his boyfriends. He's got his boyfriends, and they go out to dinner, and sometimes I would think and I will call myself out on this, but I think about my mom having a really great group of support friends, mm-hmm. and that's something that's always been there. But I'm not sure that I always think about the importance of that for the men yeah. in my life because mm-hmm. I think there's more of this, the ladies that lunch and that sort of thing. So i um, super appreciative that there is a space that that connection can happen and happen in a safe environment right. because I would imagine that as we think about 55 and over, and we think about 20% of the folks have a mental health challenge, I would imagine that when people are coming to your senior center, you're able to sort of observe and keep an eye on folks. So can you talk with us a little bit about what you observe and sort of the role that you play as a senior center when you're seeing someone who might be presenting differently than they had the week before?
1: Well, that's one of the things we have to keep an eye on uh, because... First of all, we don't want anybody wandering off or uh, Mm -hmm. doing anything they they should not be doing. And on several occasions, we've had to call the caregivers, usually the children or whatever, of the adults that are there and say, okay, uh, mom is showing this. Mm -hmm. Uh, She's not doing this. She's not eating. She's wandering around. Uh, Anytime we notice changes like that, we try to make sure the family is involved. And we can keep them there for a while. Mm-hmm. But when, when it starts getting too bad, we have to say, okay, I'm sorry. It, it, um, you're gonna have to take them, find some place else for them to, mm-hmm. to go. Mm-hmm. Um, because it's just too dangerous. First of all, we don't have a lot of staff. Mm-hmm. So we can't keep an eye on everybody sure. individually, yes.
2: Yeah, I'm kind of curious about what you notice when you have to call the families because there's caregivers then that have to come in and then maybe they have to do a higher level of care, if mm-hmm. you will, to um, a different program because, again, like you said, that program isn't working anymore. I don't know if you have a lot of interactions with like, the, like, the children or other family members that, um, you know, seniors that maybe you're concerned about and how those conversations go.
1: Well, in most cases, they go really well because I I think in lots of cases, they have noticed some changes Mm -hmm. in in them as Mm -hmm. as well. Unless it's a family member that doesn't live here, it's it's easy to explain to them. We have to kind of have to guide them through a lot of things. Thank God we have a a ship coordinator that can help them find some resources Mm to help pay for in-home care or Things like that. It's not easy, especially if you're not prepared Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. for that. Um, It's not easy at all to come up with the funding, even come up with the ideas, where do I begin? Mm -hmm. Uh, uh, A few weeks ago, I had a a young lady bring her father in, and they had put his wife in long-term care, and Even though he was going out, they didn't feel like he was getting out enough. So she said, okay, I need something for Dad to do. I need can you mm-hmm. give us a list of resources of things that are available mm-hmm. here and not necessarily here in the county. He, he, luckily he drives mm-hmm. so we put together a list of things that were going on and, and And he's been back to our center. He goes to St. Michael's to the center there and I think he's playing pickleball. He's doing something <laughs> Everybody's else. Everybody's <laughs> playing pickleball. <laughs> <laughs> but, but you know it's good
0: to see that he's listening mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. some of the things that we talked about. What a gift you are to the community and the senior population because there's so many times where we will be a part of a conversation whether it's medical whether it's physical ailments where people just are just struggling to figure out how to navigate a Mm -hmm. system and I think we all fall into that as daughters and as caregivers as colleagues as friends sometimes we know that it is difficult to navigate the system, and I'm really picturing you as like a cruise director and being able to say, here's how we can take care of this piece, the physical health, the mental health. Those are the pieces that there's a lot of opportunities to connect with the community if you know that stuff exists.
1: And, and one of the good things about Talbot County, there's a group that meets quarterly. as, as a group of providers of different different providers not just doctors and uh, not doctors because they don't have the time but you know the medical professions and whatever they meet they discuss what they do we have a a different speaker every time and you get to know okay i can't do this but lisa has the resources to do it or Mm -hmm. Beth Ann can do this yeah yeah Yeah. Uh, you, you you get to meet different people that are able to help out and that's that's a blessing
0: that's phenomenal yeah that's
2: phenomenal when you talk about resources and i do agree that it is a blessing to have that as a resource do you notice that there's referrals for mental health physical health if you see one more than the other if they coincide with each other that's a good question no, I'm not sure about that. Well, I, the part of what I'm thinking is, so as a clinician, I'm thinking if somebody comes in and maybe they're presenting with symptoms of depression, so mm-hmm. they're having a hard time sleeping or they're irritable or loss of appetite, any of those like physical symptoms, is it because maybe I can't get around and do the usual activities that I used to be able to, or maybe I'm a little bit more isolated than I used to be? I guess maybe in your experience, maybe this is a better way to ask this question, but in your experience, do you see that possibly they go hand in hand, That those, those components?
1: They do go hand in hand, yes. Um, a, a lot of people, when they start declining, mm-hmm. for lack of a better term, they don't eat, they don't take their medications, they roam around. They'd rather sit in the chair and watch TV or, or whatever. Unless somebody is there to intercede, uh, to say, Okay, Mom, I think we need to get you to a, a doctor or, or a mental health specialist or someplace where you can get get di- diagnosed. Because a lot of it is, is just d- depression mm-hmm. that's causing them to decline because they are not getting out and doing
0: anything.
2: I feel like that's a huge nugget. Yeah. That if... For, for instance, if somebody's not at the senior center or because there's people who might listen that are in different counties or states, then if they're not at a senior center, that little nugget feels important. If you notice a decline or a change or observe something in a senior, whether it's your parent or a neighbor, there's something to be done about that, right. that we can intervene, and that intervention could be helpful because it might be, as simple as getting them to a mental health provider, a senior center, a doctor to get them back on track, Mm -hmm. but left alone that there's more of a chance possibly that they sit
0: in that place of decline. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And one of the things that I'm thinking as you're both talking is that we touched a little bit earlier on the fact that you have eyes on folks and so you Mm -hmm. can notice that shift and what What's important is that there's also a, like a third party <coughs> observation that mm-hmm. kind of comes in too. So, I as a daughter might not be able to recognize that my parent is declining, mm-hmm. but the senior center staff might see something so, different. Because I imagine there's also a bit of sort of mourning and grief that comes when a senior is aging and things are starting to maybe peel off in a different way. I know that my father's best friend who he has been friends with for years was just put into a nursing home mm-hmm. and it's been a really hard process to have my dad readjust to not having the phone ring five or six times a day because they talked on the phone mm-hmm. all the time um, and so i think there's a grieving process there i would is. imagine right. that we have to also pay attention to that's true
1: and your father may be thinking okay him now when is it going to be right. my turn right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. especially if it's somebody that you're really close to mm-hmm. and, and if they're uh, aging it's like okay well I noticed an extra pain or, oh. or, or, or something, something that makes them think that they're declining right. uh, I can't remember what I did or what I came in the kitchen to do mm-hmm. things like that mm-hmm. and, and that will make you think oh gosh I guess I might be
0: next and that's such an important point because I'm sure at the age of 20, maybe that same thought didn't resonate the same way no. it does at the age of 70 when you're watching. Because I mean, we talk about even as Lisa and I being in our mid 40s, watching kids. more people get sick. And you, did you just call us kids? Yes, you're uh, well? kids. <laughs> <laughs> well, and let me just put it out there that. Oh, okay, so she's the big five-up. I, up. Like, I <laughs> feel like my big-girl pants are <laughs> But I think it's... We notice that our parents' friends are having more ailments and diagnoses, mm-hmm. and, you know, they're, it's just that you worry about different things. And what an important point that you've just made that our minds race a little bit differently mm-hmm. if we are watching things happen around us if you do
1: I called you kids because you are kids my, <laughs> my 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 daughter is 53 years old so.
2: <laughs> I appreciate that I, I want to be like, a kid Absolutely. Yes, yes,
1: but sure. but I think for me after the age of probably 55 50 I start mm-hmm. looking at things differently I started realizing that hey, I'm not going to be here forever. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And when you see people around you dying constantly, it makes you wonder when your term is -hmm. is coming.
0: Yeah, And that in itself can be really stressful. It can be be stressful. That can trigger stress. It It definitely can.
2: So I'm curious about that then, because stress, anxiety, right? So retirement, physical ailments, seeing friends die... What's going to happen to me as I continue to age? I don't know if you have any tips or you've noticed anything. Like if somebody were to come to you in the senior center and say, "I'm worried about this," what are some things that maybe you think about telling them to help reduce that level of anxiety mm-hmm. or kind of make things right? I'm not sure. Oh, no, gosh
1: <laughs> I guess it depends on what they come to be looking for. I had a young lady come in last week. She had retired, and she came in. She said, can I join the senior center? I said, how old are you? She said, I'm 55. I said, no, you're too young. (laughs) Uh She said, but I've retired. I can't stand sitting home doing nothing. Mm -hmm. I said, okay, I'll make a deal with you. You can be one of our volunteers. That way you can come and enjoy and Mm -hmm. and, and do all that. But finding something for people to do, Mm -hmm. it doesn't have to be working 5 days a week. It doesn't have to be working 8 hours a day, but something for them to do for at least a couple of hours a day. If they just want to get out and go to the gym, or if they just want to go out and sit in the park and yes. look they need to get out of the house and find something to do. That that's number 1 with me. I know I was off for about a year, and I almost went crazy even though I was busy the entire time. Mm-hmm. I know that I'm not good at setting home mm-hmm. I just can't do it so I'd have to find something to mm-hmm. do no matter what it is yeah
0: so it's almost like finding that second stage of life right. passion that's and that's it. something you know as we think about folks who are going into retirement there is that you know we talk about transitional youth when kids are going from the ages of like 18 to 24 mm-hmm. well you're pointing out something really important yes, yes. that there's also this transition because people do have an opportunity to retire perhaps before they're the traditional age Mm -hmm. of 65. And so really thinking through what does that 10-year transition look like before you're officially a senior, you're getting your AARP catalog, but you can't (laughs) join the senior center. And I think that's a really important point for our listeners to think through about what that might look like for us, or what people who are retiring and I have friends who have retired earlier than they anticipated, and they say, "I'm really doing a horrible job at retiring," mm-hmm. and so finding that piece that's really important and gives you meaning right. and connection—that's
1: true. Mm-hmm. That, that is true. I mean, you know, some people retire and say, "I'm going to travel," mm-hmm. and then they get tired of traveling, and like, okay, I've got to find something else to
0: mm-hmm.
1: do. I mean, I love to travel too, but I could not spend. A whole year just traveling from place to right. place. First of all, I couldn't afford
0: it. Right. <laughs>
2: right.
1: <laughs> that retirement is only going so far. Right. <laughs> but you really have to have something meaningful to do. And the other thing is, there needs to be somebody around to help motivate you, whether it's family or a friend or uh, a church member or someone. you got so many people that live alone. They don't have anybody to check on them, mm-hmm. and that that's not good. Mm-hmm. That, that is not good, and I don't know whether it's their fault because it's something they may have done to offend family, a friend, or church, or they just never got involved with any organizations, you know, mm-hmm. or they don't have any family around, but to me, they need to have someone check in periodically Mm -hmm. if it's no more than once a week because um, anything can happen Mm
2: -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so just kind of in thinking about wrapping up do you think that learning to kind of accept this is sort of a stage that I'm in now do you see that playing a role in where seniors are I have to accept that I'm retired or that I may not be able to move the same way that I used Mm to. I know I'm kind of being a little jokey, but I mean, there is a difference between when I was 20 playing softball and when I try to play softball now at 50, (laughs) like my body doesn't quite work the same way because I think it should work when I was 20 and it doesn't. And so I'm I'm curious, do you think there's a level of like needing to accept where I am?
1: I think in the beginning, most of us don't want to accept where we are. Mm It's it's very hard when you start having health issues or start having arthritis or Mm -hmm, whatever mm -hmm. and can't do the same things that they used to do. But we have to learn to accept it. Mm -hmm. We have to learn to accept it. If not, we're going to drive ourselves crazy. Mm -hmm, mm
0: -hmm. Yeah, Yeah, I think that's such great points. You know, I, I think part of what we... Are doing today is just bringing to light a conversation. That's a really important start for folks, and hopefully, for those of you that are listening and and maybe have aging parents or aging family members and friends. I love the reminder of check in on someone. You know, Mm -hmm. we talk about checking in on our circle and and just checking in and seeing how people are doing. But it's a good reminder that it's not hard to take 15 minutes to knock on the neighbor's door, to take a meal, to send a card to pick some flowers. We had some elderly folks who lived down the street from my boys when they were little and and they would ride their little bikes down, down the street and hand a flower oh, out. That's that's so sweet. So I, I think we have a responsibility as a culture to take care of the aging population and make sure that we are hearing those stories because what a gift our senior population provides to us. And I know one of the things that sometimes we do is
2: sort of offer an invitation and so kind of Starting off with what you said, which is sometimes the senior population gets forgotten about. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, the invitation because I'm thinking of my neighbor now,
0: mm-hmm.
2: the invitation is maybe send a message, drop a note, stop by right. for somebody in your life that maybe you haven't or you've looked past or something. Right. The
0: invitation is just to get the ball started mm-hmm. yeah and and permission in that invitation. To know that if you haven't talked to someone for a long time, it's okay. okay. And so often, I think when we lose touch with folks, it's hard for us to make that first phone call Mm -hmm. or knock on the door. And so just permission within that invitation to hear all the great information that you've shared with us today, Child Lane, about what it is that seniors need and how we can wrap around them. And just take the leap and knock on that door, pick up that phone. That's what you have to do. Yeah. That's what you have to do. Well, we are so grateful for you, and thank you so much for sharing with our listeners all the work that you do. And I'm sure if you're not someone who's local, you have a child, Lane Brooks, in your town, too. And so, uh, visit that senior center, but you're just a huge gift, and we so appreciate your time.
1: Well, thank you. Thank you for inviting me. You guys do a great job here, and I'm just so proud of both of you. Well, thank oh, you thank so you. much. And
0: we will be in touch with you in another couple of weeks. Have a great week.